listening to General Admission, where we bring you your front row ticket to the stories behind the sound. Hey guys, and welcome to episode three of General Admission. I'm Jen, and I'm here with Alessandra. How are you going? I'm okay today. I'm excited for this episode, but I am a little bit sick, so hopefully I don't sound too nasally during this episode. (laughs) But I've got my tea, my honey and lemon and ginger tea, so hopefully I'll be okay. I'll I'll be alright. I know I will. (laughs) (laughs) So bear with me. So I guess we're going to start this episode a little bit differently than we've started our other two. Uh, we're going to be talking about what has caught our eye this week. So also just like a little fun segment where we'll talk to you about things that have caught our eye, as the title suggests. <laughs> Before we started recording this episode, I was talking about this music video that DZ Death Rays have just put out um, called Like People, I believe. And it's got um, Murray from The Wiggles in it. Yeah, I actually had no idea. And then when you told me this morning and I looked up the video, I was like, that's probably one of the weirdest and coolest like cameo appearances I've yeah, seen in like, a music video. It's like really strange. The character that he plays in the actual <laughs> music video is really strange. Like he, like it starts in like a cubicle, like a toilet cubicle. And then like, the band kind of comes out and then right at the end, he t- Murray turns around and he's like in his red shirt, like his <laughs> iconic red turtleneck and he just starts dancing and it's a very strange like video but I guess have seen Murray in this DZ Death Rays music video kind of got me thinking like what other music videos have like celebrity cameos um, because I feel like there's lots like I, I've seen that one or I think everybody knows the Fatboy Slim music video uh, weapon of choice that has Christopher Walken in it yeah, and he yeah. just like dances around the hotel I thought that <laughs> one's quite funny there's also uh, Pretty Delicious by Destiny's Child has Stevie Nicks like right at the beginning that's pretty which sick. is kind of cool because they sample her song 17 like right at the beginning so it's kind of fitting that she's in the music video as well see that's really cool like I like it when it's not completely unexpected that you have like an artist there and like you're, they're actually like featuring like the, the person's music or, or something about them in the video rather yeah. than just appearing yeah yeah I think it's cool that they they did that especially because so many musicians like sample other songs it's kind of cool to see that mesh not just sonically but also visually yeah again it's that whole like where art intersects with music kind of thing mm. and it's so cool when it's done right yeah yeah are there any other music videos that come to mind do we have any others yeah so this is a really like funny one and i'm sure a lot of um you guys know this one um so this is when um rupert grint who plays ron in harry potter appears in one of ed sheeran's videos and this is for lego house and so this was released back in 2011 but the cameo actually like involves um rupert portraying ed sheeran Um, um, before like he goes up on stage but then it becomes clear that he's pretty much just an obsessed fan yeah, <laughs> who's yeah, like yeah. stalking like yeah. Ed so that's pretty funny and pretty that, probably the last person I would have expected in Ed Sheeran video yeah I mean I guess they kind of look alike so it sort of is pretty cool that he's in it I remember when that came out and it was like such a shock that he was in the video yeah, what caught your eye this week Jen? Unfortunately, this isn't something that's interesting per se because we see it just way too often, mm. but it's something that continues to grow in my ears. Yeah. Um, so Hip Hop Festival in Jumanji. So they first released their lineup back in January, so like their first lineup. 
And so now they've copped some flack after unveiling the second round um, of artists um, recently. So this was like following like headliners Lil Wayne and Metro Boomin, which were announced a couple months ago. So six local artists were added to like the Sydney and Melbourne legs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem is, is that all of the acts are still male. Like there is right. not a single female. But what's even worse um, is that there's actually like a like someone on the bill that's a homophobe, right? Um, which is not good at all. And I came across um, this fired up article by Jules. She's a freelancer at Junkie Media, mm-hmm. um, and she wrote like a really angry but well placed article about it all and how. Um, Jumanji's basically tried to defend its stance by saying like the things that we've already heard so like yeah. um, they approached some high profile female artists but they just weren't in the budget or the timing was wrong yeah, yeah. Um, we realised that we were wrong and that we'll um, try and have a stronger presence or a presence um, next year Yeah, it's just, I feel like it's just like rinse, wash, repeat kind of thing yeah, like, it it's happens in a lot of festivals like a lot of people always complain that there's not enough women on the lineup, and then there are a lot of promoters I guess like it also depends what genre you're looking at because if you're just booking a festival that really has no specific genre obviously it's going to be a lot easier to pull female artists but I guess something like Unify which we kind of talked about really briefly I think yeah we did yeah and um, like first episode in the first episode i think that it sort of comes down to the genre it really depends um but i'm sure there's heaps of smaller artists that you know especially in like heavy music there's so many smaller artists that could have played unify that have women um that have women in their bands or are all female and um yeah exactly I guess, like i can already like for this festival like i can already like pick a couple of really awesome local female like artists like within like the rap and r&b genres that would be perfect for this kind of festival and i'm one of the miss blanks like she like she's been on the scene for a couple of years still still hasn't been around for long but she's really been making an impression yeah um with her beats yeah she was really vocal about um Mm. this festival as well yeah and being like like is that like the are those the local artists that you support yeah um, yeah, kind of thing so i mean yeah i agree with um the fact that sometimes the availability just isn't there the timing isn't right and maybe yeah maybe they did approach a couple of artists but still don't think it's enough and it's something that you know people should continue to push for yeah yeah for sure and i definitely think that even if you get criticized like just say you're the booking agent of this festival like even if you get criticized like admit that you've done something wrong and that like admit that you could have featured female artists and like actually own up to your actions and say that you're going to do something like I I feel like it's that whole like stop making excuses and being like hey like we approach people but you know that didn't work and like there's not that many artists like just own up to like what you did and go from there like that's the only way you can recover from something like that and just like book more females like exactly (laughs) It's really not that hard. Yeah, just um, I think you hit the nail on the head with that one. Yeah, and I mean, like, if you're struggling to say you are the promoter and you're struggling to find, like, female acts for your lineup, like, do a call-out. Exactly, like, because... People. Yeah, because like, I'm, sure, I'm sure if they actually did that and were kind of like, hey, we don't really have enough and we don't know where to look, could yeah. we have some suggestions? Like, something as easy as a call-out. Yeah, like, yeah. like um, a lot of bands, like, are doing that now, like, international bands, mm-hmm. like, are doing, call like, call-outs for, like, local supports and they're like, who would you like to see support us on this tour? Yeah. It could be, yeah. like, a similar kind of thing, except on, like, a homegrown festival and having, like, a booking manager kind yeah, of do a call-out. Yeah, exactly. Out. Well, I mean, like, when tonight live did their back to beginnings tour last year in november they did a call out that they said to everybody like they asked their fans like who are some female acts that you'd like to see 
support us on all of our like all of our shows. So for every single show, they had a different female artist or like a band with you know at least like one woman in it. Support them, which was really really awesome. And um, like yeah, why don't like you know no one's stopping you from doing something like that. Like don't you pref- like festivals are all about giving people what they want. So why don't you just ask them? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, exactly. Honestly, but. I guess that's our little mini rant for the day. Yeah. You can contact us and let us know what you think about this topic. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at GA podcast on Twitter, tweet us GA underscore podcast. I'm really doing all the social media plugging right now. Yeah. <laughs> Literally well. like no shame. But yeah. So let us know what you think on this topic. We'd love to hear it. You can tweet us. You can message us on Instagram. Let us know. It's at GA podcast for Instagram or GA underscore podcast on Twitter. (laughs) We'd love to hear from you. Let's go into our next segment, which is what's on your playlist. We've done this in every single episode and we plan to continue doing it. So hopefully you enjoy it. Um, if you've just tuned in, basically what's on my playlist is a segment where we talk about three of our favorite tracks of the week and we break them down and basically tell you guys why we like them. So yeah. And then, so we talk about three tracks on the episode, but then we also make an extended playlist on Spotify. If you find us at general admission, I believe just on Spotify, the playlist is called GA weekly and we update that every single week with the songs that we've spoken about. There'll also be five other tracks on the playlist. So we talk about three and then there's eight from each of us on the playlist. Yeah. And then when we like start having guests on, in fact, next week, we've got a very special guest on the podcast. I'm very excited about. Um, We'll also be including their recommendations, what they've been listening to. And they'll also kind of preview like three of their favorites. And then we'll put the rest up on the collated playlist as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, Jen, you want to kick it off? What's your first track? Yeah, definitely. Um, So the first one I'm going to go with is from a band that's still relatively unknown, but making waves um, in the heavy scene. So these guys are a medical band from Melbourne called Thornhill, um, and they've just released their second EP um, last month called Butterfly. And there's an awesome song called Reptile. Now, the reason I kind of got hooked in to this band is the vocalist Jacob, he's got such an impressive range. Mm. It kind of reminds me of um, Johnny Hawkins from Texas Rockers, Nothing More. Um, it's just the range goes from like just, just like lows to like searing highs and falsetto and it's amazing. Yeah. And then you've just got like really like complex like rhythms, like whether mm. it's like with um, the guitars or with um, the drums. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's such a great track and I think it's a real, like a really good entry point um, yeah. into the EP. Okay. So that's probably my first pick uh, for what's on your playlist. So how about you, Ali? What have we got? So the first track that's on my playlist is a song called Volcanic Love by a band called The Aces, who are an all-female band from the US. this song on YouTube I just saw the thumbnail for the music video and I really liked the look of it so I just decided to watch it and the song almost is like it reminds me a lot of the 1975 it has that kind of electric sort of um, 
like almost like an electric synth sort of sounding guitar. Oh, cool. Which is really cool. And it's from their upcoming album called When My Heart Felt Volcanic, which is already up in the US, I believe, but it is comes out on the 6th of April in Australia. So that's what the Australian iTunes says. <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to it. And I did watch a lot of their live videos as well. And I really like their vibe. And I guess it's just cool to see women making music <laughs> yeah no but it's really awesome that you're providing that perspective because you, like you are a musician and you you've been in a band and so you kind of you, you know what like some of the things that these girls go through and so it's not like you're just kind of just spouting what others might find to be kind of rich or not yeah. to experience so yeah I find that really refreshing yeah it's just it's just nice like I, I really I feel like there's a theme like I've been listening to a lot of like female bands like I've really been trying to make an effort to find um all female artists or I guess like this is the thing like there's lots of women in in rock music now I feel like there's kind of been like a big surge and like this kind of uprising of all these really cool women in rock music but Mm. I still think like it's a little bit harder to find like all female rock bands like you know there's some bands where there's like two girls or three but I feel like it's quite rare well, at least I don't know of many that are all female. So when I find one and that I like, like I think it's really cool. And it's very exciting. <laughs> yeah. You know, I agree. Like, Hame springs to mind. Yeah, so. Hame is so cool. <laughs> I saw them live last year on their Splendor Sideshow at the Enmore, and it was such a good show. Like, I, I, I knew their tracks, and, like, I was excited to go and see them, but their live show just kind of, like, elevated my appreciation for them. And... I'm pretty sure it was sold out as well. So like the crowd, the vibe in the actual venue was so excited and like so exciting and it was just very like alive and kind of buzzing. So it was a really cool show. It definitely like m- my appreciation for Haim, like my love for Haim really grew after that show. Nice. Yeah, sounds awesome. What about your second track? So with my second one, I was looking around um, just to see, you know, what some Perth, like soul and R&B artists have been up to. So kind of like the more underground scene, which I've really been getting into this past year. And I stumbled upon this hip hop seven piece called right. Koi Child. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've heard of them. Yeah. Um, I don't think they've been too active recently from what I've seen. Um, but this track um, is lifted from their self-titled debut EP from 2015 called Black Panda. Mm-hmm. So this one, it's really cool because it was actually produced by Tame Impala's Kevin Parker. Right, that's cool. Which is sick. And as soon as I heard it, literally, that I, I'm going to say this right now, I've never heard anything like it. Yeah. Um, and that really excites me because you've got like that jazzy keyboard and the brass and then you've got like a fast-paced rap and then like heavy kind of distorted bass guitar mm-hmm. but it all just like blends together into just this weird but unique sound that I haven't heard like even like within the underground scene yeah, like it's yeah, just yeah. it's so different and because you've got so many musicians like there are so many talents on display as well yeah, yeah, yeah. um so I've got to say that's a really exciting um new find for me um, but yeah, I had to put them on the playlist. Yeah, that yeah, sounds really awesome. intriguing. I am curious to listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, um, shout out to Jonah Marinan, um, yeah. a good mate of mine, um, who he was asking um, the recommendations for his driving playlist. Right. And I, um, and I recommended like this song and like the rest of this album. Yeah. Um, and so we listened to Black Panda, which funnily enough was like his least favorite 
Um, yeah. We ended up listening to the rest of the EP and like absolutely loved it. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, let it be your gateway drug to happy drives. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. So what's your second track on the playlist? So my second track is a song called Lose It by a band called Swimmers. Tell me why I do have to have such a damn good taste in music. They're signed to Fueled by Ramen, so they're really like amongst that scene. And um, yeah, so I guess they've kind of been making their way around. I don't know if they've played in Australia yet. I don't think they have, but I just came across this song as well, like on YouTube. I don't know why. Maybe it's all my YouTube <laughs> recommendations have kind of been... I feel like once you start with one song, you sort of start getting recommendations for all these other songs that are within that same sort of genre. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, and this song kind of kept coming up in my recommendations. But I always thought that, you know, given that Swimmers are signed to Fuel by Ramen, I always thought they were like a pop punk band. And I was just kind of like, no, I don't really listen to that anymore. So I just kept ignoring it. And then today, like literally this morning, I thought, you know what, I'll listen to it. And this track called Lose It, and it's the last song of their 2006 release called Drive North. And the track is, like, the lyrics are quite simple. It basically is just about how the writer of the song, um, he basically talks about kind of breaking up with his girlfriend. And there's so many, like, I guess, when they first got together, they used to make each other mixtapes. Oh, yeah. And then when they broke up because they had made each other mixtapes all the time, they each had these, like, emotional memories, like, these memories tied to all these different songs. Yeah. And basically the song's, like, this guy saying to, like, this girl, you know, why did you have so much, like, why was your music taste so good? Because now the chorus is, tell me why you'd have to have such damn good taste in music. If all my favourite songs make me think of you, I'm going to lose it. So wow. it's a kind of a cool like dynamic it's really really simple it's like a breakup song basically um i'm just looking at the lyrics here on genius and there's a quote from max who i believe is the lead singer who says lose it it's like two people break up and there's so many memories attached to it that you just don't want to think about a lot of the times songs trigger these memories so that's what the song is about which i think is really interesting because even if like whether or not you're in a relationship like i think that just generally a lot of people attach memories to songs and yeah. you know I guess those memories would be a lot stronger if you were in a re- relationship and like I've had friends who say like I can't listen to this band anymore because it reminds me of like their ex yeah <laughs> so that's quite cool I think that's really interesting and the music video itself has a really nice aesthetic it's almost like that f- sort of 35 millimeter film kind of look oh, it has um- that effect to it and yeah it's just a nice music video and a nice like chilled out song yeah that's a really like interesting kind of like like look on like breakups and 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 music and how like it can amplify like like certain aspects of a relationship Mm. or and then brings just so many memories with it like that's cool because i haven't really like heard of a song that's really touched on it like that in depth yeah like that kind of experience but it's something that a lot of people like definitely people that I know as well have gone through yeah so yeah that one would hit right in the feels I think for a lot of people yeah (laughs) I think that for some people like you wouldn't realize it until you hear it but then it makes so much sense like it's so relatable (laughs) but yeah what's your final track Jen okay so this one's not a new one at all I think I think the only new one I've got was on my Thornhill but um so 
This is a track um, off Royal Blood's sophomore album, How Did It Be Yet So Dark, which was yep. released last June. Very good album. Yeah, one of my favourites actually from last year. Um, so this is, um, I think, a bit of an underrated song. Um, it's called Look Like You Know, and I actually wasn't too much of a fan of this yeah. song hearing it last year. But then this awesome new music video dropped um, on Valentine's Day right, right. Um, for the song. And it's just, it's so well shot. And I feel like the way they've done it has made me appreciate the song itself yeah. a lot more. Good and bad times out on the road. Right. So you've got everything from like close ups on stage equipment to like clinking glasses before a show, yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, but it makes me yeah, appreciate like the actual song musically. So like the sludgy guitars, um, Mike Kerr's soaring high vocals. Like it's really cool because it's a video that I feel like brings out the best of the music yeah and you appreciate that a lot more even though a lot is going on yeah like it for me it helped me appreciate that song like, yeah, yeah 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 and brought it to a new level for me yeah um so even though i probably wouldn't call it a favorite off the album because there are a couple of really like awesome ones for me i definitely appreciate that one a lot more because yeah. <laughs> because of the music video nice yeah um what is your final track so my last track I actually had a different track planned, but when you started talking about that, the fact that, you know, there's this Royal, that Royal Blood song that you never really kind of appreciated until recently, even though it's a bit of an older track. Yeah. I was thinking about this song called NOLA One, which is by a band called Paris, and it's off their second album, All We Know of Heaven, All We Need of Hell. And it's the last track off the album, I believe. And I had bought the album and it was just sitting in my car for the longest time because I really liked their first release, White Noise. I thought that was really, really good. And I listened to that on repeat so many times. But the second album came out and I wasn't a big fan of the lead single, Heaven. I did like the other tracks, but I just never kind of gave it the time of day, which I really regret. I definitely <laughs> slept on it. But I bought it, I bought the album and it just sat in my car for a long time. And one day I just decided to listen to it. And I was like, you know, why not? I'm just gonna have a listen. And it turns out this song, like Nola One, it just really stuck out to me. And basically like five seconds in, into the song, I was like, this is a really good song. Like, why didn't I listen to this album earlier? You know, yes. sometimes you just listen to a track and you already know that you're gonna like it regardless of, like, of how much you've listened to it. And mm. it's just, it was written by Lynn Gunn, their uh, vocalist and guitarist, and Blake Harnage, who used to be in Versa Emerge, if you remember them. They're yeah. quite, like, quite a throwback. But he produced the album, and they wrote the song together. And it's almost like a little bit electronic, almost. Like, there's just a nice guitar riff. And it's a short song. There's, like, two verses and two choruses. I don't think there's a bridge. I mean, there kind of is, but, like, I wouldn't really call it a bridge. Like, the lyrics don't change or anything like that. Um... But yeah, it's just an interesting song and very catchy and Lynn's lyrics are just so punchy and just the chorus is basically like, you keep on saying that I've changed, I know, but like, I don't, I don't feel quite the same. And it's just really, you know, I don't know, there's just something about it. I say this every single week, like, let's just... <laughs> but that's the, like the power of discovering music and just finding something that excites you. But I have a burning question on my mind. Yeah. So this song is called Nola One. Yeah. Is there any correlation to New Orleans? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So apparently there's a correlation. Well, they've never actually played it live. And I think it's quite a personal song um, because, like, there's one lyric um, where she's basically like, I don't think, like, I didn't think I was going to make it to 22. Yeah, so I don't know. There is, like, because I did a lot of research when I first heard this song. I really wanted to know what it was about. So I did do some research and to try and find out, like, if it was about New Orleans. And that's what a lot of people said. Yeah. So that maybe she was, like, spending a lot of time in New Orleans. But, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, listening to it. Like, I'm not sure, like, how well-versed you are in, like, the NOLA sound and the types of bands that come out of New Orleans. But do you feel at all, like, a bit of a vibe, like, musically, like, from New Orleans at all? Um, I couldn't say that I particularly know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not entirely sure. I don't think they're from New Orleans. So, yeah, I'm not really entirely sure. Maybe it could just be... They're from Massachusetts. So, yeah, not New Orleans. But maybe it could be... Like, maybe she spent a lot of time in the city or in that area, maybe. I'm not entirely sure. Definitely a place that I want to visit. I mean, not just for the music scene. You've got, like, a lot of jazz and a lot of, like, folk and, like, bluegrass and stuff. Yeah. Um, But just, like, for the historical buildings as well. Like, one of my favourite series. So, going on a movie tangent here. Or TV series tangent. (laughs) um, There's um, a series called The Originals. Mm. Um, on the CW, oh, yeah. and I've it's set, it. yeah, in New Orleans, yeah. and that's kind of where I first fell in love with it because, like, you've got just the beautiful historic buildings where everything's shot, and like Bourbon Street, and like mm. the masquerade parties, and and like all the jazz, and I'm like, you know what, I really want to go there when I go next go to America. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe the song is influenced by that geographical area. I'm sure it is because of the title. Um, but yeah, P- Paris are just a really cool band because they've got like really pop punk roots. Their early, early releases, which aren't available on Spotify, you have to, like, go to YouTube and find them because they never, like, properly release them, um, are very, like, pop-punk and quite, like, m- very much of that, like, warp Tour scene. Wow. Whereas then they released their first album and they kind of, they did this really creative thing where they combined a lot of, like, electronic elements and, like, synths and, like, programming into their tracks. So they've got that, like, kind of punk roots but then they've also incorporated it really creatively with electronic elements which i really love and um mm. you know they still play live with like a, a full band i mean they are a band <laughs> so yeah I, I just like how they've combined those elements yeah that's super cool so that rounds out what's on your playlist for another week i hope you've enjoyed um some of our recommendations you can find the rest um, on Spotify, links in the description. Yeah, um, yeah. got a bit of Jack White, bit of Fleet Foxes, bit of Jade Bird. Yeah, um, I've also got a little bit of Half Noise. Half Noise released a new track called Flowers recently. Another band called Rainbow Kitten Surprise, which I've like liked yeah. for a while. Yeah, very strange name, but they just released <laughs> uh, a new track called Holy War. What else? Tiger's Jaw as well. Got a little bit of Tiger's Jaw on there. But yeah, check it out. So we've reached our final segment of the episode, which is our in-depth track review. So yes. basically, so basically, I guess we delve deeper into a track and we break it down similar to an album review. We just pick one track and we really explore it. We look at the lyrics, the music, the meaning behind the track and yeah, basically break it down. Yeah. And I'm thinking like maybe in the future we can do like some stuff with like music video breakdowns too. Kind of like yeah. what we did with um, Rose Colored Boy by yeah, Paramore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We could totally do that. That would be really fun. Yeah. I just feel like music videos kind of elevate the meaning 
essentially basically like with music videos you can either just like make something that looks aesthetically pleasing or is like very weird and out there and doesn't really mean anything yeah or you can just like make basically just add even more meaning to a song yeah yeah and basically start a twitter analysis feed exactly i'm just <laughs> gonna add a side note here because i can feel myself sounding so nasally <laughs> i'm struggling i'm powering on i've got my vix vapor up here you're doing very well <laughs> so let me just add that in as like a quick side note <laughs> <laughs> um and we really appreciate you guys hanging along for the ride yeah and supporting us um, yeah love you guys um so we're gonna dive into our in-depth track review yeah so this track is quite an exciting one it is a track called Burning On by Tonight Alive, and it's from their album Underworld, which was released in January of this year. Last year, I actually had the pleasure of talking to Jenna of Tonight Alive, who is the lead vocalist, which was very, very cool because I actually met her a couple of years ago, and it was just very cool to have another conversation, you know, a couple of years later. And she actually remembered me, which is very nice. <laughs> but she's such a lovely person. So this interview was done for Blitz UNSW, which you can check out um, if you just Google, if you just search up Blitz UNSW on Facebook, you'll be able to find all of their cool content there. And yeah, so this was an interview that I did for that publication. And we're just, we've got a little segment of Jenna talking about this track. So yeah, let's have a listen. So the theme of that song is this, is this phrase, stand in the fire. And it means like to not turn away from your fear, to not to not run from the thoughts that are confronting. And I remember being on a walk tour last year, and there was this moment that I went into the bus lounge of our bus, and no one was on the bus because it was almost bus call, and everyone was out still. And I just had this moment where I was alone, and I went to the back, and I actually I could hear myself thinking, and I, I felt like at that point I was like, I don't even remember what the voice in my head sounds like because I guess I turned it off, mm-hmm. and just listening to myself think was the most bizarre thing and I hadn't done that for a long time so to stand in the fire is to not run and to burn to burn with your pain and there's all these great quotes like use the fiery frequencies of your pain to burn all that you no longer are Mm. or all that no longer serve you and things like that I think I think that that song I think fans will really connect with that story it's about not avoiding pain and that's kind of been the whole journey that I'm on this year. So that was Jenna from Tonight Live talking about their track Burning On. And this track actually is one of the standouts, I believe, from the album. And in the interview she said that it's not a it's not going to be or she doesn't think it's going to be a single of the album. Mm. But it just was one of the tracks that really stood out to her. And like she said, the song is essentially about just acknowledging your pain and using that as fuel to kind of better yourself and become the person that like you want to be or just improve yourself. And one thing that I really like that she said is how she was talking about like not avoiding pain and in to, to stand figuratively, like figuratively to stand in the fire and not run away from mm. that and just to acknowledge that and use that as fuel to improve yourself and like acknowledge like your feelings and how you feel and yeah yeah like that's such an important um kind of message to send out um and i think like just with the writing of this album and and based on what i've read about underworld and the making of it like that's something that they really you know come to terms with yeah um like you know channeling pain accepting it acknowledging it but then using it to, to create something beautiful and to 
and to live life the best you can basically yeah it's cool but yeah listening to it um like it's pretty cool because like that lyrical intensity um of jenna it's matched by like the heavier guitars and you were talking about in a previous episode um how this album is like one of the heaviest releases yeah yeah i really do think it is yeah and um and yeah i think like this track probably exemplifies um, some of the better qualities of the album. Yeah. Um. So yeah, great find. This yeah, was um, yeah. your one this week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like in, she was talking about how the idea for this song came to her when she they were basically denied live on Warp Tour, and she went into the bus and no one else was on the bus at the time, and she just went and sat there, and she was just kind of listening to herself think, mm. which she hadn't done for a while, and she just thought it was just like this really bizarre moment of her just sitting there in the quiet and like hearing herself think and almost like she forgot what her thoughts sounded like because she had just like kind of turned it off mm. which was quite cool because I think that that also stems from the idea that a lot of people don't necessarily like listen to themselves like they just kind of go on with their life but a lot of people don't really like sit down and, like just take a moment to think and like think about what they really mm. want and like who they really want to be and like, I know that sounds tacky but it's true like it's actually so true and that's actually to be honest on a personal note something that um my dad has kind of really you know pressed on about is that when you're like in the thick of something you're doing something you're, you're, you've got blinders on to an extent and it's only the people like outside that can kind of see in that really yeah. can get the full picture yeah um so i guess it just distresses the the power and the importance of the relationships around you and to, to treasure them and yeah. to, to not block them out sometimes like they're criticizing you or anything yeah, like yeah, that yeah. um that's something that i've kind of struggled with in the past yeah. Um, and something that I'm getting better at. Yeah, um, so that kind of really connects to me on that kind yeah, of Yeah, and I think that too, like one of the lyrics here is, all that you need is to stand in the fire and bow to your rage, tear down the gate, show your fears and desires to me. And I guess that sort of sounds like she's talking to somebody, but mm. given the fact that, you know, she was talking about in the interview how she was sort of listening to herself think, I feel like you could even, it's even possible that like this phrase is like her speaking to herself Mm. and i think that you know if you go to a tonight alive show as well basically like all of their more recent shows jenna like she does she's very inspirational in that like before a lot of their songs she will kind of go on she'll she'll talk and she'll sort of make like a motivational speech Mm. and she talks a lot about like not letting like media and like outside influences really Talk, like manipulate you in like manipulate your thinking mm. so basically before one of their tracks she before they performed one of their songs she said like basically she was saying like will you leave thinking up to them or embrace your higher mind which i think is a cool concept you know and i think it is mirrored all throughout underworld which is basically like who is controlling your thinking like are your are you heavily influenced by media and like external forces like mm. are you really what are your thoughts really like your own which is a kind of like a whole new conversation I feel like we could really go into it but basically she was just talking about how a lot of us are so influenced by external forces that you know we kind of forget sometimes like what we want and so Mm. I really liked how she just said you know like will you leave thinking up to them or like embrace your higher mind like you know are you thinking for yourself or are you thinking for others so yeah that's really cool because the underlying like theme and tone um for underworld really reminds me um of the very first track that we reviewed um in the pilot 
um, which was Patience by Eat Your Heart Out. Yeah. Because um, Caitlin, the vocalist, she's also kind of... I feel like a lot of the songs she is speaking, like, to herself. Mm. And, like, and like what her own voice is telling her. Yeah. Um, which is really cool. So it's cool to kind of see that, you know, like, similarity between the two as well. But, yeah, I guess a lot of... Um people and I guess musicians a lot of musicians particularly are kind of very self-reflective and um like deep thinkers I guess because to write a lot of music or even just to be creative I feel like you, you, a lot of creatives are kind of like in their head and always thinking and it's really cool to see that I just feel like it's a very recurring theme of trying to figure out like who you are like what are you doing like what do you really want like even though those are quite like tacky questions and they're very cliche they're cliche for a reason it's because like everybody thinks about those questions and everyone tries their best to answer them actually there's a really interesting point where there are actually um a few bands um that are kind of the opposite and this is something that we can delve into in a later episode um the one that springs to mind is a u.s band called the acacia strain where up until their latest album grave bloom they've avoided personal topics and they've literally just been writing and they've released like a lot of albums um, but like this one is the, the, the first album that they've done where they've really looked like inward probably because there's yeah. a lot of baggage and they've kind of just avoided it up until now Yeah. kind of thing. Um, they channeled, um, like dealing with struggles that they've had in the past in other ways, not through their albums, which is really interesting. Um, but that is a, a story for yeah. another day. Well, actually <laughs> there's a- there's a quote that comes to mind actually too, which is basically we've spoken about it before, but like Paramore with their new album, you, kind of you talking about like reflecting and looking in as opposed to just write, like writing from outward influences. Yeah. There's this quote from, from Haley of Paramore who basically she just said, you can run on the fumes of being a teenager for as long as you want, but eventually life hits you really hard. Yeah. So like eventually, you know, you can ignore all of these, um, not necessarily like issues, but you can ignore all these kind of um, painful or like emotional topics for so long, but eventually like you're going to have to face them. It's you're catch up going to you. have to deal with it. Yeah. And it's funny because like for musicians, um, often like it's such an easy thing to fall prey to because like yeah. they're touring constantly. Like um, yeah. Vincent, um, who's the lead singer for the Acacia Strain, he was talking about the fact that he didn't know how to do half the things that you associate with adulting because yeah. you're just out on tour all the time and you're like barely home and you're not really coming to grips with those responsibilities yeah yeah you're just like constantly go 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 it's almost like you put your life on hold to go on tour exactly and yeah there's not many very like there's not many moments for you to like self-reflect and look up look like develop and look in to yourself which is yeah very very interesting (laughs) yeah this topic definitely landed in a spot that i didn't expect but um yeah, it's um, hopefully something that you guys enjoyed. And thanks for sticking around yeah, for episode so three. Yes, it's the end of the episode. Um, like Jen said, thanks for sticking around. Thanks for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. You can find us on Instagram at GA podcast or on Twitter, which is at GA underscore podcast. And yeah, get in touch with us. Like, let us know what you think. We're always looking for music recommendations, music submissions. If you're an artist and you want to be featured, we'd love to have you on. So please contact us. We'd love to hear you and we'd love to talk to you. And you can contact us at our email is generaladmissionpodcast at gmail.com. So definitely get in touch with us if you'd like to be featured or you've got tracks that you want us to listen to. 
we're always looking for new stuff so please get in touch yeah but for now catch you later and we'll see you next week yeah thanks for listening you're listening to general admission where we bring you your front row ticket to the stories behind the sound.